Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Lone parents are in the news because of a new report. Lone parents and their children account for 53% of all homeless families, according to new research. The report, published today by the Irish Human Rights and Equality Commission and Economic, Social, uh, Economic and Social Research Institute, found lone parents and their children are much more likely to experience poor housing and other household types. Now, I believe a lot of that's common sense, because when you've got one person rather than two financing a family, well, of course, you're going to get into a more difficult situation. Lone parents had higher rates of affordability issues at 19% compared to the general population of 5% and were particularly vulnerable to housing problems, uh, such as damp and lack of central heating, 32% to 22%. They found that less than 25% of lone parents reported home ownership, compared to 75% of the, or 70% of the total population. Again, I believe that's kind of common sense. If you've got two people, will you have a better possibility of buying your own home? And by the way, there is nowhere in our constitution at this present time, and there's nowhere in this country that gives you a right to own a home. It doesn't suggest they're out of a home, by the way, the 25%, but they have a they don't have a right to own a home. Nobody has a right to own a home. Even if you're married and two kids and everything else and two jobs, you don't have a right to own a home. It's up to you to buy one, I suppose. Anyway, ethnic minority groups had a significantly higher risk of overcrowding. According to the research, over 35% of Asian, Asian-Irish people, 39% of travellers, and over 40% of black, black Irish people live in overcrowded accommodation compared to 6% of the population. That is an incredible figure. I'll read that again for you, okay? Because I think it's startling. Ethnic minority groups had a significantly higher risk of overcrowding. Uh, according to the research, 35% of Asian, Asian, Irish, 39% of travellers, and 40% of black, black Irish people are living in an overcrowded accommodation compared to 6% of the total population. So that's a startling figure. Now, what changes are needed? Let's focus on the single parents for today. What changes are needed to address this problem of 53% of all homeless families or to, who are now, uh, or should I say, who are homeless, according to the research, are single parents. Well, according to Spark, who are a single parents acting for rights for kids, they're an organisation, which is founded by Louise Bayliss, uh, she said changes need to be made, and changes need to be made fast to sort this out. And the changes that she suggests, and the organisation suggests, is free childcare, uh, family-friendly working hours, a robust child maintenance system and affordable rents are among the actions that need to be taken to support lone parents. So far, I'm OK with it. The free childcare we're going to discuss today. But the other aspect of it, which I find unusual, that she says is well-paid jobs with guaranteed hours and we need a robust maintenance system for affordable rents. You can never guarantee somebody a well-paid job with guaranteed hours. You can offer people, I suppose, a quality of opportunity but you can never offer a quality of outcome. That, that's just an impossibility. I can give everybody the same education. I can give everybody the same possibilities in life and the same chances in life. But people will take different paths. And if you're a lone parent, you're a lone parent to your own choices in life, generally speaking. You and your partners or whoever it happens to be that you had the baby with. They're the circumstances of your life. That's nobody else's fault but yours. Um, and you have to take responsibility for that. And... That's a circumstance of life. It's an unfortunate circumstance of life. But in saying that, nobody can guarantee that they're going to give you a well-paid job. Like, if you don't have a good education, you're not going to get a well-paid job, most likely. Um, if you don't want to work, you're not going to get a well-paid job. 
or if you don't have the availability to work, you're not going to get a well-paid job. But let's focus on the free childcare. And that's what I want to focus on today. Are we doing enough for single parents in Ireland? When you see a figure like 53% of homeless people are single parents with children, are we doing enough in relation to childcare? The number is 087-188-0008. So are we doing enough for single parents, the thousands and thousands of single parents who are out there? Are we doing enough to give them the opportunity are the same opportunities in life that those who are not single parents are getting. Now, there's an argument for us, which is obvious, that it gives them an opportunity, if you give them free childcare, to get out there into the workplace and get a job and work while the state pays for their children to be looked after. The argument against is, are we not doing enough for for single parent families? They get HAP scheme, for example, if they don't have housing, they can go on the housing list and wait for social house, for example. Um, They will get grants for back to school. They will get, if they need it, a fuel allowance, if they're entitled to it. They will get other supplements and benefits. And they get a payment from the social welfare if they're not working. Or indeed, if they're working on a low income. They can work a certain amount of hours without affecting their payments or affecting uh, their ability to to get on the HAP scheme or get housing. So, I think we're doing quite a lot. I mean, we can't do everything for everybody, is the argument. But there are those who will say, well, hold on for a second, we're not doing enough. And then immediately I get a text in from somebody who says, Niall, you have to remember the vast amount, I wouldn't say the vast amount, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but however, I'll change that to quite a substantial amount of lone parents are not actually lone parents. They have their boyfriend living with them and it's up to the Department of Social Welfare to investigate these people and find out who is genuinely claiming uh, payments and who is not. And... You're right to some degree. Those who are genuinely claiming it deserve more. And those who are pulling the wool over the system's eyes, so to speak, deserve less. So there is that problem as well. The only difference between a married couple and a single parent couple who are cohabiting is a ring on a finger and a piece of paper. So it's hard to decide. Now, I know the investigators do go out. and We spoke on the show before about people who had been investigated and they feel that it's very intrusive and it's a violation where you have these investigators from the Department of Social Welfare will come out to their houses and search through their drawers and search through their shower room looking for men's razors and all sorts of things. Unannounced. But that's their job. Because if you're claiming a payment, saying that you're single, and you're not, which a lot of people do, well then, it's a fraudulent claim. Because if that was the case, everybody's entitled to those payments. So that has to be done, unfortunately. There is no easy way around that. I know people said they've had a bad experience. But I want to know, do you believe that single parents should be entitled to free childcare for their children? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Should they be entitled to free childcare? The other aspect, as I said, they mentioned is um, well-paid jobs with guaranteed hours and robust child maintenance system and affordable rents are among the actions needed to support lone parents. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 should lone parents be entitled to free childcare? Peter, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Peter? Peter, are you there? Oh, okay. Let me see. Oh, yeah, maybe he is here, but for some reason, my buttons aren't working. Peter, are you there? All right, you're going to have to switch him onto another line there. Sorry, I do apologise for that. Uh, hi, Niall. Uh, I do believe that lone parents are entitled to more. I myself am a lone parent with two children. Unfortunately, the father of my children walked away when the children were born. Haven't seen him since. Haven't paid a penny in maintenance. Uh, we don't have a system in place to guarantee that maintenance is paid. 
Uh, well, we don't have a system. And I know Sinn Féin had talked about that for a while, whereby they were going to implement a system similar to Northern Ireland. But I can tell you now, the system in Northern Ireland is not great either. Uh, they take a commission as well from what they collect. And they won't always collect the money. If the person at their end says they don't have the money, well, then they can't collect it. Sorry, Peter, I do apologise for that. For some reason, one of, me, right. one, of me, one of me lines was going to be working for me there. No, that's all right. Okay, Peter, are we doing enough for lone parents, for single parents? I don't think that they're doing enough. I think that uh, this, this childcare thing should be uh, general. Thank you. Uh, I think that uh, we're paying so much taxes, it goes back from, the, from the, our wages. <clears throat> the childcare should be like included mm-hmm. for all children, especially for the, uh, the single parents. But even you see, it's not just a problem single parents, it's a problem all families, especially those families who, you know, <clears throat> uh, they have two parents working for 12, 13 hours a day and, and, and just make sure that they provide for their children. They pay high, high rent. They can pay a rent, they cannot get a mortgage. And, you know, they're trapped in this circle of, of paying mortgage forever. And this, I think this is one of the major problems that the government doesn't do enough families in general. But I suppose it all depends on the family. As, as you mentioned, Ashling, I think that some families will have good support, like sisters and mothers and everybody, whereas Absolutely. other people won't. Absolutely. Look how many people emigrated to the island. They don't have this opportunity to, I mean, this, they don't have family around. They're on their own. And then they're still paying these taxes for their wages. So, you know, they should get some, 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 kind, of, some kind of help. There is, there is an argument, Peter, that everybody is responsible for, them, for themselves to some degree. Okay, the state has a responsibility to support people and help people as much as possible, but that we do have a responsibility. So if I'm with a woman and I have a, ba- you know, a couple of babies and 10 years later our marriage falls apart, we have a barney and we don't ever want to talk to each other again, and that girl ends up living on her own with the two children, that's my responsibility as an ex-husband or an ex-father, and it's her responsibility as a mother because we brought the children into the world. So that's our circumstance and our responsibility. Now, the government does help and, you know, sets up supports. But I had a guy on here last year who was saying to me that they gave his wife a house, a three-bed house, they had two children. So the state gave the wife a social house. And then he wanted a social house as well because the kids visit him at the weekend. And I'm going, hold on a second. So you want the state to give you two houses. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a, there's a limit to what the state can do. Well, I guess this is uh, different from every case to case, from every, every person to person. Of course, this is a bit of an absurd, of course, uh, if he doesn't leave or support his family. I mean, it's hard to hard to uh, judge somebody who you don't know, just on a mm-hmm. fact what you said. But uh, if, you, if you want to live in a better world and uh, more social, uh, let's say, righteousness or call it however you like, uh, we need to do more as, as a society, as, as a people. And if, if we have money for it and... and uh, Definitely should do more. Well, that, well, that, well, that's the thing. It comes down to the money. So we have roughly 55 billion euro every year is paid in tax in this country. You know, out of that, we must pay a bill of probably in and around somewhere between 18 and 20 billion in social welfare payments. And then we need money for education, 16 billion for health, you know, another five or six billion for education. So there's only a certain amount of money. And you have to prioritise that money into what's going to help the, the citizens the most. And, you know, I, I do believe we do give a lot of help to single parents and to people who are down on their luck. But there's a limit to what we can do, is there not? With that well, money, I, with that pot of money. I agree with you in most of the things that we talked about, uh, before. And I said to you that I agree most of the, 
most of the things that you said are pretty much you know, down to earth and, 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 and real. But as I said, if we want to build a, a righteous society and we have money for it and, and we are a rich country as, as we are, when you look <clears throat> look at our GDP, or, well, maybe not because of this coronavirus mm-hmm. and everything, but in a general, we can do much, much better to support families, to support uh, people in need, uh, even to... Uh, I, I'm gonna always I'm turning back because I'm in, uh, turning back because I'm in this situation that my wife and I will work 12, 13 hours a day. She works nights over the days, uh, and then we're flipping between the between the uh, between the kids who will who will mind them, and it's really difficult. And to get a mortgage, we, we don't want anybody to to give us a house, or, or we don't want anything to be given to us. We just ask possibility to get a mortgage and it's absolutely impossible or you know or the money what you can get you cannot buy anything yeah and i'm not i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you i mean look we do live in a society whereby things cost money and i am aware of that and and sometimes you know i would like to think that everybody gets the same opportunities or at least they should get the same opportunities but we can't guarantee the outcome for everybody Everybody has different outcomes, and it's up to you, I suppose, to make your outcome better for your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if we if we make it too easy, I know that sounds wrong, and I don't want to sound negative, but if you make it too easy, well, then there's no aspiration, there's no dreams, there's no you know people wanting to do better. If we make it too easy, so society has to be a little bit of a challenge. It's not about too easy; it's just about you know easier to to get a mortgage to to. You know, when, when, if I'm a last six, seven years able to pay <clears throat> 2,000 euro mortgage, why I cannot pay, a, a, sorry, a rent, why I cannot get an opportunity to get a... Well, I, no, I agree with you, and I agree. You know, and, and then people like me, uh, there's so many of us, you know, and we, you know, we are stuck in this hall of renting. You know, just, just you know, give us a break a little bit. No, no, I, I agree with you. If you paid rent and you can show that you've paid rent for five years, there is no reason why a bank should refuse you for a mortgage for fifteen or sixteen hundred a month. Absolutely yeah. no reason and because you've proven you can pay us. It's not, not realistic for for both of us. You work and live in Dublin. The, the, the mortgage, what the bank offering us, what I'm going to buy? I cannot. I have two children. But see, you got to understand, the banks don't want to do what they did for many years, which was when I spoke to Tara about this earlier on today, we were talking about it, where the bank manager was the one who made the decision based on the fact of whether he knew you or not, right? That kind of disappeared about 20 years ago, because the problem was the bank manager was giving loans to people who couldn't really afford them. And, you know, these things are stress tested. So now they have a very set criteria. But I do agree with what you're saying. The criteria maybe is a little bit too, you know, it's too stringent. It's almost impossible. Only these mortgages, just for reach. Just, just for reach. And mm. those poor ones will go on again. Always poor. I'm not going to say poor. It's, it's maybe wrong word. Maybe poor, uh, a little bit lower income. Uh, let's say they're always going to stuck in this mortgage, in, in this renting thing. You cannot get out of it. And you're never safe. And how are you going to you know, you know, raise your children in a safe environment? But you don't know when your landlord is going to kick you out. Okay, well, listen, I got, well, I got to go to a break. Look, it's a point well made, uh, Peter. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I suppose if you're a single parent, I'd like to hear from you too. Are we doing enough? to support single parents and to give them the same opportunities of those who may not be single parents. Uh, the number is 87 188
Hi, Niall. Sarah here from Blanchardstown. Um, it's very frustrating because, I mean, I'm trying to go back to college now. I'm supposed to be starting next week. Um, and my child's after starting, she's one. I have a four-year-old too, in crash. And they told me the max price with the National Child Care Scheme would be €60. Now, I'm down as being with my partner. But basically, I've been told by neighbours, by staff in the crash by everyone why are you down as cohabitating like you're going to get nothing now you have to pay a fortune my partner's in a low paid job I'm getting VTOS to go back to college so I'm getting social welfare very little money um, but yet because we're even though we're low earners we're down as together they're telling us we have to pay 110 a week for her for full time childcare which like getting a VTOS payment and him a low earner and trying to pay rent and everything else looks like I can't go back to college now I worked in childcare for 10 years so I know the system and it used to be a set scheme so it was max 25 a week when you went back to college regardless of your income but now it's assessed so like it's just totally unfair like I just think I literally i'm getting punished for being honest when people are saying to me even the staff and the crash oh nobody puts down just together like why did you do that so now you're getting nothing are you mad so like what would that make anyone do but that, that's kind of heartbreaking to hear somebody who wants to better themselves is being honest with the system because unfortunately she's right the vast majority, I believe, are not being honest with the system. And there are people cohabiting. And, of course, the investigating officers go out on a regular basis. But she's being honest. And she just wants to get on in life. And she wants an opportunity and a break. And she's not getting it because she can't afford it. Why? Because she's being honest. And that's what we need to sort out. That people who genuinely want to better themselves... Because in the end, it'll save the state money. Because if she goes off and gets her course and she ends up working in a crash and gets a good income, the state pays her less money. Less less of your taxes going to support that young lady. So that's the way the system should operate. But the system is not operating like that. The system is operating unfairly. Because people who are genuine are getting the same as people who are not genuine. And she's right. There are other people out there in her situation, who will say, oh, no, my boyfriend doesn't live with me. Even though the boyfriend might be living with him and working full-time. And they're getting all the payments and everything else. So the state then runs out of money. Because the state only has a certain budget to provide for people and set up schemes for people. So those who are doing it dishonestly are taking away from people like her who want to do it honestly. That's where the system needs to change. The number is 87 As a single parent... Do you believe the state does enough to help you and support you and to get you back on the ladder? Sharon, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sharon? Sharon, do we do enough for single parents when we look at a figure that 53% of all homeless families are single parents? Are we doing enough? I think we are. I, I'm a single parent for 13 years now. Okay. Um, I worked my entire life. Okay. I, now, in saying that, my wages, like, say, at the time... And up to now, didn't really cover my bills. But I mean, you can't turn around and say, oh, because I'm working, I'm not getting enough off the government, blah, blah, blah. There's a, like, say, family income supplement. There's an amount there that is borderline what they're saying we should be able to earn every week. Yeah. Um, so if you're waiting... It's called called a single parent family payment now. They changed the name of it, didn't they, recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Well, any parent 
a lot of couples. Oh, couples can claim it, sorry, yes. Yeah, it's a family yeah, income so payment or whatever it's called yeah. now, yeah. So it, it's a basic borderline of what everybody can earn. Now, I think if you one or two kids, it's 600 and something euros. Now, you only get 90% of, say, the difference between your wages. That and your wages, and that that's difference. right, yeah, yeah. But childcare, I think, is our main problem in this country. I think childcare, like, I'm, I am now a childcare a provider. Okay. I registered back in September. I'm paying my taxes. I'm doing all that. I'm self-employed. I don't get, because I'm self-employed, even though I'm a single parent, I don't get none of the benefits that single parents get. I don't get back to school allowance. I don't get any of those benefits. Right. But I, and I think, like, even myself, childcare, like, I, I don't charge above, you know, um, like, I wouldn't turn around and say, oh, well, like, I need 200 euros off of one parent or, you know, whatever. I, I'm borderline so parents can afford it because I know myself that paying childcare when I was a single parent, I was working 60, 70 hours a week just to make the bills, just to have money week to week and to pay for a childcare provider. So I think our main problem is, like, if we could, there is a scheme. It's called the Child Subsidy Scheme. I've been on to TDs at the moment. I'm trying to fight to get it for myself, for the parents of the kids I mind. The, the government pays for a certain amount of the childcare fees. Yep. Um, you can get it if you're in a creche because you have to be Tulsa registered. Now, I'm registered with Child Minds Ireland. I do my taxes, everything else. Uh, I have my insurance for the kids in the house. Well done, to, by the way, well done, well done to you doing that and, and also managing a family at the same time. So. But you see, it's, you have to. Well, I know, well, I know. I, yeah. I would be homeless. Like, during the summer months, I have a load of kids, say, due to different circumstances, weren't here. I was only getting 320 during the summer months. And, and I what, what do you do? I mean, I'm assuming your children are in school, yes? Yes. Okay, yeah. so when you're working and your children are in school, that's fine. But when your children are not in school, say, during the summer months or midterms, or maybe they're off for a COVID close contact or something like that, what, what do you do? I mean, how do you manage that then? Well, they're all at home here at me. Okay, so you're working and from home, yeah. I'm working from home, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. And I mean, like... The well, that, well, that's that's a, a good circumstance. But a lot of people are not that lucky where they have to go to a job. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. I was, I was working 60, 70 hours a week myself before I, I'd done this. The only reason why... And, and who looked after your children then when you were working? I six? had a childminder, and like that, I had to try and pay the childminder. So you did more hours to cover the cost of the childminder? To cover minder. the cost, because you have to cover childminder. But, you, but the argument is... have the same bills. Yeah, but the argument is, you shouldn't have to do that. Isn't that but the that, argument? But that's where the child subsidy scheme should be available to every parent. I don't think it should matter if your child is in a creche, because there's not enough creches in the country. I'm registered childminder, and I can't get it because I'm not Tulsa registered. And yet Tulsa, you, you could be waiting two to three years for Tulsa to come and visit your house. So that's mm. not good enough. So you have, and I mean, due to, like say even for myself, for example, I was married and it just didn't work out and I was separated and all of a sudden it was like, oh my God. What am I going to do? Um, you know, yeah. Now I was working, I gave up work, I did claim my lone parents and I was minding kids at home. That time too, and I was sending into the social welfare while I was. And what, what about and, and what about and everything else? What about and I don't want to go into your personal situation, so you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But what about they? You know, they talked this morning about a robust child maintenance system. Now, there are so many single parents, primarily women, by the way, eighty-five percent, I believe, of single parents are women. Yeah. Uh, primarily women in this country who have had a child maintenance order, say for I don't know, hundred quid for two kids or whatever it is, and they don't get it. 
Um, it's not being paid. You know, guy is brought to court six months later. He's no money. The courts can't force him to pay something he hasn't got. So, I mean, a robust child maintenance system whereby they would be forced to pay, taken from their wages, taken from the social you, welfare. You, you can force somebody. I've, I've been to courts over this and I was basically told we can force them to pay it. This is what they have to pay. They could turn around next week and say they're not paying it. Then you're back in court. Then they can say they will pay it. Then you're back well, in court. Can, well, well, they, they, pay it. they can it, send it, someone it, to jail. We're very reluctant can, to yeah, do it, yeah. Still not going to force somebody to pay it. No, all that's going to do is put them out of a job and they won't yeah, be able to pay yeah. it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then they're on social welfare and then you're only getting about 20 euros a week out of whatever their social welfare will be. Mm. So, there, you know, that's not a, a long-term fix. If, if a man wants to pay for his child, he should be paying for his child. Okay, the, the other things they talk about are family-friendly working hours. Now, see, that it's easy to say these. That these are great sound bites, right? But you, you can't have a system, say, for example, you have a single mum, and let's just say she's working in a department store, I don't know, Marks and Spencer or something like that. Okay, you, you can't turn around and force an employer to say, well, we, we're going to accommodate her because she happens to have two kids and she's a single parent. Because that can't work. Employers no, can't be no. forced to accommodate I everybody. Don't, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's fair to do either. And it is very hard to find nine to five Monday to Friday jobs unless you're factory or... You well, know, well realistically, if you have two or three kids in school, you're looking for nine to three, aren't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or ten well, to three, most likely. It'll be eight, eight to four, eight to five. Yeah. But it's very hard to find when you work out of hours, childminders for out of hours. And I think that's where a lot of parents are getting caught. Because, child, like even myself, I only work till... Six o'clock. Now I start at half seven and I work to six o'clock in the evening. But some some childminders finish at four, some are at half four, some are half five. Some don't do pickups from school. So it's not just a case of saying, okay, well, there's childminders there if you want to go to work. It's not that simple. And the other, the other thing they mention, is, by the way, is they want a guarantee of well-paid jobs with guaranteed hours. I mean, I don't, do I don't know anybody that's can guarantee that. Yeah, I don't think that's fair because... Somebody else who is working there and doesn't have kids should be able to get the same benefits as you coming in as they do. Well, you can't, you can't guarantee somebody a well-paid job. I mean, if somebody doesn't, for example, have an education or doesn't have a skill and they end no. up in a, you know, working in retail or hospitality, that's not going to be a very well-paid job, unfortunately. No. That's just like That's what I've worked in for years yeah. was uh, hospitality. Yeah, well, and that's never, unless you get to management level, it's not no, going to be paying yeah, well. well. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Anthony as well. Anthony, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. Anthony, are we doing enough? Are we doing enough? I yeah. think we're doing more than enough. More than enough. Do you, do you yeah. not think we're falling behind a little bit in, you know, I suppose, giving people the same opportunities? I'm not saying the same outcomes, but the same opportunities. Well, I don't know. I mean, if I was in government, maybe we could reprioritize things. And we shouldn't be sending children's allowance to children in other countries that never even lived here, that wouldn't even be able to find Ireland on a map. You know, no, I'm I'm not going to disagree with that. I know Joan Burton, uh, Bruton, when she was in there, uh, Joan Burton, sorry, when she was in power many years ago, tried to address that, but she was accused of being racist at the time when she tried to address that. We we, uh, we are uh, the, the the problem is we have signed up to that as part of the European Union. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another good reason why I think we should follow the road of Britain. Really, well, that's a whole other a whole other debate, Anthony. But for the moment, we're stuck with it. So you're mm-hmm. right. You know, if a man is living here and he's from Poland and his family are back in Poland, he can claim child or child benefit for his children in Poland in Ireland. 
That's just the way yeah. it is. Because we're all part the same way as if an Irish man is living in Poland, he can claim child benefit in Poland for his children living in Ireland. Not that he's going to because obviously it's less money. So, yeah, but that's just the way it is. Okay, but so you believe we're wasting money unnecessarily and silly things that we could be using otherwise. And I think, you know, we all know, we all know the situations. We all know, look, an unplanned pregnancy can happen and somebody can have a child unplanned. Or a family can break up. Yes, that can happen. I would, I would, I would hazard a guess, Anthony, I might interrupt you, but I would hazard a guess the majority of single parents are not unplanned pregnancies. The majority of single parents are people who are separated or who have finished a relationship with each other. Yeah, and there is this thing, I think, legally, I think the partner can stay three nights a week or something. That's something along those lines, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who's going to be checking up on that really now? Like, well, they, well, they do have investigating officers, but I don't know how many of them they have. Well, they have. don't seem to be doing a very good job, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. So you believe there should be more investigation done to catch those who are defrauding the system? Yeah, and I mean, I think don't have children if you can't afford to look after them or if you can't afford childcare. And if you don't have backup, don't have children. I don't have children. I'm divorced. But we never had children. But I wouldn't have children if I couldn't afford to look after them. I wouldn't expect the state to look after them, and I wouldn't expect anybody else to look after them. There is an argument that they might have been able to afford to look after them while they were in a relationship with a partner, and then they separated, and now they're on their own. That's that's not in every case. I'm just saying that that's in some cases. Well, yeah, I suppose. There can be situations like that, but I mean, there's an awful lot of people that are taking the pee, to be honest. Oh, no, 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 I'm not denying that. There are people absolutely taking the pee. And I, I know um, one, of our, one of our listeners put up a graph on the air, Stephen, uh, put up a graph on the air, and basically saying lone parent with two children, if you take into consideration all the benefits, in other words, lone parent allowance, qualified child dependent, back to school allowance, Christmas bonus, um, uh, rent allowance, fuel allowance, that's if you're entitled to all these, child benefit, 140 per month, except for two children. Um, they're earning the equivalent, I have it here on my sheet, of 35425 uh, a year annually before tax. In other words, the same as somebody earning that. I, I gotta go to a break. Stay there for a second, Anthony. The number's 087188 So just to remind you, after today's report where it says 53% of homeless families are uh, single parents, uh, single parent organisations are calling for changes in law to bring in free childcare, family friendly working hours, robust maintenance system, and well paid jobs with guaranteed hours. And we need a robust maintenance system and affordable rents. Let me go to Amy. Stay there, Anthony. Amy, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. Hey, dear, Amy. I'm good. How are you keeping that? Good. Now, Amy, I mean, it is quite a shocking figure, but not surprising, by the way, because, of course, if you're a lone parent, it's more difficult. But uh, what, do, what do we do to change that? Uh, like, look, I, I'm a single parent here. You're aware of that. Um, and I, you know, I was talking to you last week, and I, That's I mentioned right. that I bought my own house. Yeah. Um, like, so I, I had my child in private childcare uh, for the first five months of his life, and it was over €800. Euro uh, per month, which, you know, is more than a mortgage payment. Okay. Um, so only for the affordable childcare and the schemes that are running, I wouldn't have been able to save up for a mortgage. Yep. Um, so when I did get him in there, um, you know, I was obviously able to save the rest of my uh, my deposit and, and wind up getting a mortgage. Yeah. But if I also had that as an, an outgoing, the original payment, 
by no means would I have been able to get approved for a mortgage. So, like, the supports are there. Um, but they want more supports. I think a lot of people don't help themselves. Like, look, if, if you're 17 years old or if you're a young parent or a young mother or even in your 30s and you go away and you have one child and you kind of go, okay, you know, I have nowhere to go. Um, don't go off having another kid. Mm. You know? Um, I, I just, I, I think people... Do you think people are taking advantage of us, the system? Yes. I think people, like, you know, you do. And you know what yourself. You get people out there that have five or six children to push them up the list and, and get their house and they're quite happy and content doing nothing. Now, that's not everyone by any means. No. Um, but I think our whole social housing um, needs a complete reform. Like, uh, for example, you take Mary and John back 60 years ago, um, got a house, had eight children, all of which who have since left the home, got their own places. Mm-hmm. And Mary and John, either, you know, John might pass away and Mary's living there alone. There's no need for Mary to still be in that three-bedroom house on herself. We, um, we, we did talk about this a few months ago and then people were saying, yeah. ah, well, you can't really put her out now. She's lived there all her life. But I think every community should have, like, a purpose-built apartment accommodation uh, for, like, a retirement Retirement village, village yeah. Um, I wouldn't then, disagree with that. You mm. know, you, you hear of so many men and women that die in their house and have been in there for weeks without being discovered because nobody noticed them. You get, you know, especially rural areas where people might mm. talk to somebody from one end of the week to the next. So what, what you're saying is the whole system needs to be overhauled and looked oh, at how we and how we do it. Okay, what about the fact that, you know, you heard our, our caller earlier on mentioned that she was honest with the Department of Social Welfare and said, listen, my boyfriend lives with me. And because of that, she doesn't get as much. But she, And then other people were saying to her, are you mad? Why are you telling them your boyfriend's living with you? Don't tell them yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think any, like, you know, if it's, if it's a case that somebody's been living together over five years, you can assume, yes, they're helping to contribute to, to the child. But for example, if I was in social housing and I, I got a partner that moved in with me after a year of being together, I'm not going to expect that partner to, to contribute towards my, Why my child's upbringing. Why not? Because well, well, I mean, he, well, well he, not the child's upbringing per se, but certainly if he if he moves in with you after a year, he'd be paying something towards the heat, something towards the light, something towards, you know, the diesel in the car, the food on the table. That's contributing to your child's upbringing, isn't it? Oh, well, you know, like, as in, yes, of course he would, um, of course he'd be contributing towards that, but then you have to look at the other factor. There's another person in the house. So there is going to be more electricity used. There is going to be more food eaten. So essentially, they're they're covering the costs and maybe a little bit more than you know what they're actually using themselves. Mm. Okay, well, look, I mean, I'm running out of time, and I do apologise. But and and by the way, well done to you again because I know I spoke to you last week more more detail about your own personal circumstances. Look, it's not easy. It is a struggle. Uh, but do we need to uh, give more help to people who are single parents? I don't know. They've got a mixed reaction on today. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Dante. And thank you to everybody who got involved in that conversation. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.